Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Primal Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, and anti-aging supplement, available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, here's your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, today we got a special edition of the podcast. I'm hanging out at Mark Sisson's house with his children, Devin Sisson and Kyle Sisson, and we're going to talk today about Primal Kitchen Restaurants and also just the evolution of growing up Sisson. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Elle. So, you know, before we get into what you guys are doing, and you know, Devin, you have a cookbook coming out that we're publishing that's amazing called Kitchen Intuition, and I know you both are opening up the Primal Kitchen Restaurant in Culver City soon, but you know, for most of the listeners, because people love your dad and we have so many fans I guess people are just going to want to know you know what it's like growing up Sisson and even though that's normal for you I guess I would ask when you got to the point where you're teenagers and you realize you know your parents were both personal trainers right and they're in the fitness world what was that like as they started to progress up to you know sort of celebrity status well, I'll, I'll start off. It was really cool, actually. One of the things I loved about it was when I was younger and when I was like 9, 10, my dad was really just working hard out of the house trying to build the brand and it was nothing. And then uh, as I got into high school, I remember he started writing the, the blog and the books and people started listening to it and reading the stuff and were intrigued by it. And I remember the first time I really realized it was we went to the CrossFit Games and... We were just walking around, normal people just enjoying the, the venue, and people were coming up and saying to him, Mark, you totally changed my life. Can I can I take a picture with you? Oh my gosh, I, I lost so much weight. My I feel so much better. And it was really amazing for me because I, I didn't really realize that. I didn't know he had this fan base out there, and it was really cool to see that. Did you just think your dad was like randomly just like a blogging to a couple of people? Or I did, yeah. I never really realized the reach of it. And you know, it's on it's on the internet and I wasn't really seeing like the metrics of it, so I didn't I didn't know what was going on there and um I was really surprised when I found out that a lot of people were tuning in. Did you kind of think your dad was just a little bit cooler maybe then in that moment? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always been the coolest guy in the world to me, so, you know, that was just one more thing to add to it for sure. What about you? I think the experience that Kyle's talking about really, I feel the same way because up until then, I just thought, you know, isn't he dad to everyone? But going to the CrossFit Games, it was like he's he's Mark Sisson and he's somebody that people look up to as I do and Kyle does. But that's when I really started to see and hear how many people's lives he changed. And I always saw him do that in our own home he really did what he was telling everybody else to do how to eat how to sleep how to live how to be and that's when I really had the opportunity to see that and didn't you also I know you were applying for or went through or going to go through some nutritional program and you were talking with the people about it right and didn't they say your dad is in the curriculum well actually I signed up for the program intending to learn about other lifestyles and diets 
And I happened to watch the promo video online and he was in the promo video. I mean, that's got to be kind of a moment, right? When you're like, all right, I guess his reach is pretty wide. And then all the primal cons you guys have been to him. So you kept hearing the same thing over the years. You know, let's talk about how obviously we're impacted by our parents. Your, Your parents are both amazing. I know them. They've impacted my life in positive ways. Aside from living a life of appreciating nature right? Your parents have taken you on hikes since you were little and outdoors. And so you've naturally been active and healthy. What are some of the other qualities about your father, either in business or personally, that you really admire that you felt have really enriched your life or life lessons? You know, something you're like, gosh, my my dad really, thank God for that one. One of the things that I'm most grateful for about my dad is he's always been very supportive. And uh, sometimes I look back and I think, oh, why didn't he push me more in that direction? You know, I love playing soccer. What why didn't he push me to be a collegiate soccer player? And then I realized, no, that's great. He just left it all open for me and said, you know, this is your life. You choose what you want to do. I'm not going to shove anything down your throat. You have the choices to be who you want to be and to, to shape your destiny. And so, you know, his support in everything that I do. And basically he's just always there loving me, you know, always accepting me for who I am. And that's, that's what I appreciate most about him. I think they also modeled all of the behaviors. They didn't tell us what to do ever. They didn't push us in any one direction. I don't even really remember being told what time to go to bed or to remember to brush my teeth or get good grades or eat my vegetables. It was just like, I watched them go to bed on time and get a good night's rest. I watched them eat their greens. I watched them not consume so much television. And they sort of supported us in figuring out how to do it on our own. And my experience with them as parents, and I only realize this now, is just how funny they are. They are so funny. My dad is hysterical. Your dad's hilarious, and your mom's got some real random singers that come out and just <laughs> And you're like, that's left field, damn, she's so funny. Um, actually, I want to talk about your dad on that. He's really funny, everyone cracks up. But he also, I mean, I always say this on the podcast, one of the things I really appreciate your dad, because people always, when I'm interviewed even about the book, they'll be like, oh, we love Mark. And I'm like, yeah, you know, one thing I love about your dad, he's such a direct communicator, like 99% of the time. He's a no BS kind of guy. Some people, you know, when you're that no BS can be like, Ooh, is that person mad or what? It's a very East coast thing. And as I'm sure you might've like figured out over the years, and I think that's why I resonate well with it. And your mom's kind of the opposite. She's not necessarily non-direct, but she's just has that a different California East coast demeanor. What about your dad with direct communication? What about that quality? I think that's something, I don't know, did you guys pick that up? Because you seem both to be pretty no BS people too. Yeah, uh, definitely. I see that every single Sunday. We play Frisbee every Sunday without fail. And it's so awesome. It's been one of the best things, like one of the best ways that I could bond with my dad. We're just every week we're out there tossing the Frisbee, having a good time. It's super competitive and everyone gets really into it. And you know, some people don't like it because of that. And uh, sometimes I'll take a new friend to play and I just got to warn them and say, hey, if you drop a pass, my dad's going to be on you about it. <laughs> but guess what? He's not mad at you at all. And he, right after that, he will say, you know what? Great job. I love the effort you put forward. And he'll be so once again, so supportive of them loving the game. But 
it's funny to watch him because he usually does it in a joking manner, but he'll say something all the time when people make mistakes, and it's great. It's really, really classic. Yeah, that's why, like, total, like, um, you know, smack talking, sports yeah, smack talking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, your dad's exactly. right in line. How do you feel about your, that level of your dad's communication, like the directors? You must see that there is a difference between him and some other people you've met in the world in terms of being just tell like it is. Well, as far as Frisbee goes, I know that's how my new boyfriends are initiated into the family. <laughs> Can they play Frisbee? Are they willing to play? And if they are willing to play, how good are they? Uh, but my experience with my dad is is less with the verbal communication and more with the way he looks at me. The sigh or the eye roll or the head shake <laughs> or the tears running down his face, that's his line of direct communication with me. And every sport I ever played, looking at his facial expression on the sideline, I knew exactly how I was playing, what I needed to do to improve or hold back or how to make him proud. That is super cool. And, you know, we've had a couple of friends of your mom's on the show who have graduated from University of Santa Monica with a, you know, master's in spiritual psychology. And I remember when I first started working for your mom and dad and I came to your house and I looked at all the bookshelves and all of the books were stuff I was reading. And I was like, how did I manifest a boss whose wife reads and thinks about all this stuff and is interested in all the metaphysical and life's lessons? And I know she's really imparted a lot of that on you too. Let's talk about your mom for a minute because she often misses the conversation because she's, you know, not out there in front like your dad is often, but she's a big part of all of this. Let's hear about your mom and some of her qualities. I think she's she's really helped to bring him back to earth and to keep him in the right now. And I think he's constantly thinking about the business, about work, about answering emails, about the next step, the next investment, the next project, the next product, the next blog post. And I think she keeps him grounded. I think she keeps him a little bit more spiritual, a little more loving. And he's a very gentle guy, but she she keeps him a family man and she gets him out of his own head. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I can see that. Yeah, I love my mom for that reason and that she is kind of at the polar opposite of my dad and that my dad is very driven, very focused very type A. Yeah. And of course it's paid off and it's helped with his success. And, you know, that's with, with his, throughout his whole career, whether it was being a, a marathon runner or a triathlete, you know, it takes that discipline. And I think he's overdone it a little bit at times. And it's led to so much stress that it's, it's difficult for him to step back and just really love life and enjoy everything. And my mom is just, she brings that out in, in all of us in the whole family. And, you know, I love looking to my dad as a role model to work hard and to, you know, put everything you've got into it. But it's also great to have my mom there to balance it out and say, look, sometimes you just got to laugh and play and be stress free and just enjoy yourself. And if everything's going poorly, you know, just think about all the things you're grateful for and love life. And you have a family that loves you. And there's so much more than just making money and making an impact, which a lot of people those are the drivers in their lives. And, you know, you and meanwhile, just... your mom's like at prisons a couple of times yeah. a year working with other women and really giving back in a totally different way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She just I just learned so much from her about, you know, I'm not necessarily spiritual, but I can take a lot of those principles that she talks about and I can apply them to my life in, in different ways and however I want to. And it really helps me a lot deal with stress 
and just be happy, which is my ultimate goal. It's almost like being around your mom is kind of like a de-stressor. She has this sort of like naturally like calm, really soothing presence. I feel I've never not felt that from her. She's like a butterfly. She comes (laughs) in, she looks cool. She does her thing. She like lands on everyone in, in her own special way and just flutters right out. It just seems effortless for her. Yeah. And also just uh, we're in your childhood home right now. And just also the environment that she creates here, right? Talk about chill, zen. She has created such a aesthetic here that definitely fosters that kind of chill. And your dad, self-admittedly, like you said, always talks about how, hey, I'm not great at the stress thing. I know that about myself. And so how nice to have, you know, your mom there keeping him in check on that one. You mentioned something about your dad always supporting you, Kyle, and being non-judgmental. And so I just want to bring up a topic that, you know, Mark's mentioned it a couple of times. I might have thrown it out a few times, but if people don't know, you were born and raised a vegetarian. Now, the story that I heard <laughs> when I asked your mother, she goes, uh, well, I raised him that way. And then we all kind of went primal and now he's a little bit in the dust. And I was like, well, all right, how'd that happen? But my impression was that Carrie grew up in a very staunch vegetarian and or vegan family and sort of she carried those principles in. Can you give us? Yeah, that? yeah. So I'll give you the background. So... Her parents, my grandparents, they became vegans or vegetarians, I think when they were maybe in like their 60s. So my mom, she grew up eating meat. And then at a certain point, she decided along with her parents, I would like to be a vegetarian because at the time, as my grandparents were aging, they were still extremely active, you know, in very good health and everything seemed to be going very well. And uh, she attributed a lot of it to their diet. And so I was raised uh, not eating meat at all. And I remember the first time I actually remember making a conscious decision to not eat meat was probably second grade. So at that point, you know, I was offered meat in in school, actually. And I said, no, I'm a vegetarian. I I don't eat that. And I've just kind of held that with me ever since. And, you know, I've tried meat along the way. Uh, I just don't don't really like it. Uh, It's kind of like, I mean, I have sympathy for people who don't like vegetables. It's definitely been an interesting experience uh, with my family because, you know, there's four of us and and three of them are meat eaters. And a lot of the the paleo diet is kind of, you know, people think it's just a lot of meat. And so it's it is strange being a vegetarian for sure. But my dad, like you said, has been very supportive of me. He's um, never been like, hey, come on, get with the program. No. Like he's never pushed you. No, which is great because if he had been like that, that would be something that would definitely cause me stress. And sure. I would harbor that in a bad way. And I, I wouldn't feel good about that. And so the fact that he just says, look, it's your life. He knows that I I eat clean. I eat for the most part. I try to stay primal and I try to avoid processed foods and refined carbohydrates and, you know, all the junk. And the staple of my diet is vegetables. And you do eat eggs. I do eat eggs. So what about like whey protein? Do you use any of those kind of protein? Okay. So that's another way you get protein. Definitely. So I do whey protein and like you said, eggs and, you know, that's definitely. What about collagen? Would you be open to that? Or oh, that yeah. Be... I take the collagen. Oh, really? So, because yeah. I know some vegetarians that would be like crossing a little bit of a line, so it's but not, you're cool it's with not that? Really a line. It's not really a line for me as, it's not like an animal product line for me. It's more of, I don't like the 
the texture and the taste of meat. Right. And I remember when I was asking you about this at Primal Con a couple of years ago, you did say, you know, that you had made a few attempts, but that I just thought this was an interesting thought because as a lifelong meteor, you don't think this way, but you said, you know, it's weird, Elle, because I've spent my whole life looking for meat in stuff, like searching to make sure there's not meat in things. Like, I guess that's probably just the journey of almost every vegetarian right. picking through stuff, making sure it's not right. in there. So here you have this, like, I don't want, and then, you know, that would yeah. change that paradigm overnight. You can't. You no, know? totally. It's, it's definitely a psychological block. And um, like you said, I spent so much time looking through my food, uh, observing every bite, making sure there was no meat in it. And a lot of times there were times where I actually did get meat in bites and that was, you know, a nightmare situation. Dramatic. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, it's a mental block. I mean, ideally I will continue to try incorporating meat into my life because I do believe that, uh, the primal lifestyle is, you know, the best way to go. And I've seen through both of my parents and my sister, you know, great benefits of it. And so that's what I'm striving for. But yeah, for now, I'm a vegetarian. And what about you, Devin? You've been, you know, from day one, eating meat, right? I was raised a vegetarian too. And I think the first time I had meat, I was sitting on somebody's lap at Thanksgiving, a family friend or my aunt maybe. And I just started eating the turkey off their plate. And I just, I think from a young age, I just wasn't having it. I was going <laughs> to eat meat in whatever way that I could get it. And this might have been a few years later, but I had gone to the movies with my godfather and I really wanted a hot dog. I don't even know where I would have had a hot dog before that, but I really wanted a hot dog. And he said, you know, we have to call your mom first. She might not want you to have a hot dog. And I said, you know what, Andrew? Sometimes I just crave protein. That's right. And you were like really little. I mean, you're I, I, I must have heard somebody in my life say that at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I knew what it meant. I'm still not sure. No, of course you know what it means. Uh, right, but, right. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really funny story everyone will be telling. Now, I know that you're mostly primal. Um, and what about like your guys' workout routines? You guys have played tons of sports over your lifetime. I know you both are, you know, stand up paddlers and surfers. You do everything. But what are you guys up to right now? Like, what are you into right now, Devin? What's your primary thing? Are you like, oh, I'm really into Pilates and yoga right now? Or like, what's your exercise uh, train right now? I go through phases for sure. I'm not, I'm not in a workout phase currently. I like it. Uh, I am going this afternoon to play pickup soccer with a group of 15 or 20 guys. Uh, I like doing that. I probably try, try to go to the gym as often as I feel inspired, which hasn't been very often lately, but I'm hoping that I will get right back on that bandwagon pretty soon. But the gym is where I'd like to be. That's pretty much where you, and when you told me too, you're like, I don't really do a lot of, you're like, I do like 10, 15 minutes cardio, really kind of gloss through it. You said you primarily focus on the, the weights. I mean, or heavy lifting. Not even heavy lifting, just doing low weight, high rep, trying to keep my body moving, stretched out. I don't love yoga very much, but I'm interested in Pilates. I really enjoy swimming. I like moving my body. I just tend to go through different seasons of how I choose to do it. I'm, I'm the same way. What about you, Kyle? So I try to go to the gym as much as I can. That's a very social thing for me. That's my favorite way to spend time with my good friends. So when we're done with work at the end of the day, I call them up and we go to the gym and we get pumped up and we just get excited and we just, you know, call each other out and, you know, 
we do what we do and we and we lift weights. So that's that's I guess my primary form of activity. Although I like I said, I love to play frisbee on Sundays. So once a week I play frisbee. And then uh, my gym has a full court basketball court. I play five on five basketball at least four or five hours a week. Um, you that know, is really amazing. It's so fun. And I just, I never played, I didn't play basketball in high school. I wish I did. I was always a little too small for it, but, uh, I love basketball so much. And so I just play pickup basketball a lot. And then once a week I do yoga with my mom. And so that's something that we do together to kind of just connect and have fun together. That's so great. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Let's talk about Primal Kitchen restaurants, because you both are about to open the first L.A.-based Primal Kitchen restaurant. Um, but before we get into that specific, let's talk about the inception of the idea. I don't even remember where I first heard it. Do you remember where you were when your dad mentioned it? I mean, because this has been kind of coming for a couple of years. Yeah. What was it about it? I mean, I know your dad was like, hey, you kids are running the Primal Kitchen. You clearly stepped up and said, I think this is something we'd like to do. When did you guys realize that this is something you wanted to do? Yeah, so I can speak for myself and then uh, let Devin tell her side. But so I was going to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I was in college and I was studying for entrepreneurship. And I don't know why I chose that as my concentration. Um, I just love the idea of finding a need in, in the world and, and filling it and solving a problem. And that's something that I always saw my dad doing. And I saw him working out of the house and, you know, this startup culture idea just got me really excited. So that's what I started to pursue. And as I got towards the end of uh, my schooling, my undergraduate, I was starting to look for, you know, job opportunities and career paths. And with my major, a lot of it was either consulting or you go join a startup. And it wasn't really like I could just go to a you know, a big firm and present them with my resume and say, look, this is my specialization because I didn't really have a specialization. I had a little bit of marketing, a little bit of accounting, uh, you know, a little bit of all the things. No experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so around that time, my dad and his partner, Mario Altieri, were coming up with this idea for Primal Kitchen. And I thought, wow, that's perfect. I mean, I love health. I love food. And what better is this opportunity than to start up my own business. You know, I have, they're going to provide me with this franchise model and I just have to execute it with all the skills that I learned in college. You know, I'm just so thankful that my dad had the the faith in me and my sister and to invest in us. And that was very awesome of him. And he believes in us. And so he's, he's trusted us with this project and uh, we're really excited to get going with it. That's awesome. What about, what about you, Devin? I think when my dad and Mario had the conversation initially, it was just a conversation. And toying with the idea, my dad and I sat down in the kitchen with a pad of paper and started writing down all of the dishes that we like eating at home that are paleo, that are primal. Uh, And it sort of evolved from there without us. But I was going to school for design at first and then psychology and then nutrition. So it just sort of seemed natural that... I could do something that involved food and people and design 
all in one place and that I would have a business partner, my brother, to, to do the, the other side of it that I hadn't learned. I didn't go to business school. And I, I honestly can't even tell you how just it wasn't even one day. It just sort of morphed into that. When I was done with school, I moved back to California. He was here. We started talking about it. And I'm really passionate about food. So that's kind of probably where my excitement comes from. I know both of you guys are good buddies and get along really well, which is so awesome when that happens with siblings. And I know, you know, sometimes it's a rarity for people, but getting into business with your sibling, I mean, right. So let's talk about that. Like what, were there any hesitations? Did you guys have a conversation about it? Was it always just natural? And uh, let's start there. I think we spent the early part of our childhood hating each other. I feel like I got it out of my system since we were, you know, 15 and drove to school together every single day. I've just admired him and respected him, and I got a chance to understand him as a person. When we lived apart during college, it was exciting to see each other again. And we did have a conversation before we started this whole thing, sitting down, talking about what the next step might be if this didn't work out or how we would address certain problems. Smart. But I I think we really complement each other. I think we enjoy doing different things within yeah how what would you say like what are some of your brother's qualities that you're you're like wow this is really complimentary for me in this this endeavor I think he's a lot like my dad and I'm a lot like my mom I think he's really diligent about time and money and really responsible in those ways and again has learned a lot in business school that I haven't learned and I just have this trust in him to be able to do those things and you know he keeps me keeps me on time and on track and I'm like a little butterfly just trying to keep the mood light. (laughs) What about you, Kyle? What about your sister and her side of the the equation? Well, so when I got into this, I'm I'm just a very like numbers driven, uh, like she said, like I'm a lot like my dad in that sense. And I don't know the first thing about design and I don't know the first thing about lighting and like she said, creating a mood. And so it's so funny because I'll walk around and I'll walk into a room and Devin might just be like, oh, I, I don't like the I don't like the vibe in here. And it, to me, it's just a room. I'm and with Devin. I get I'm with I, I mean, no, no, it's not an agreement, but I, I have those same vibes. Right. And you obviously are just like, I don't see I it. don't have any of that. And yeah. so to me, I feel so lost when someone asks me, oh, so do you want to do the wall this color or this color? I just am like, pick a color. I don't care. And, and, you know, I know. Well, it's a, a good thing you people, have her then because now oh, exactly. knowing what I know, Primal Kitchen Restaurant would be horrible without her. <laughs> it would be terrible. It would be <laughs> terrible. And, um, no, she's a totally necessary part of the equation. And I think that, like she said, we have such complimentary, such a complimentary skill set. And, um, you know, it's like she went to school to study design and to study people and to study, uh, you know, how, how different elements of creativity make people feel. And the experience is important when you're at a restaurant, right? Yeah, totally. It's like the experience is important, but when it comes to making decisions about, you know, what's going to make the environment, um, the ambiance nice and what people are going to feel comfortable in, I just am totally lost. That sounds like a great compliment. Yeah, It's interesting because somebody like me will walk into a space and notice when it's great and why it's great. And someone like you, Kyle, if you don't notice, that's good. Because like you said, you don't, you know what you don't want to walk into in a place you don't want to eat at, but you don't even notice when you like it because you're not noticing it. 
Right. But if you didn't, you would, yeah, pick up on it. Let's talk about actually, so the franchises. So these are franchise restaurants. So I could like what? Call up and start a primal kitchen in whatever city I want. How many franchises have been bought or how many restaurants are are opening? So up until today, 12 have been sold and none of them are open yet. But South Bend, Indiana will be opening in May. Okay. Culver City, we will hopefully be opening this summer. Then we have Portland, Oregon, Santa Cruz in Northern California. All right, Santa Cruz. I went to UC Santa Cruz. I'm stoked there's going to be a primal kitchen up there. That's awesome. You still go up there? Not very often, but I mean... But now you're going to have to. I'm going to have to. And then one in West LA opening, hopefully, after that. Are you guys going to open both of the LA ones or just the Culver City? Just Culver City for now. That's your franchise. That's our franchise. Obviously, we would love to open more. I would like to expand this for multiple reasons. First of all, I think people just, they need access to convenient, delicious, clean food. It's so hard for people to eat great, healthy, delicious food in a timely manner in today's day and age uh, without preparing it. So, Or the food, quote, food is healthy, but then like the oils are cooking it in are just right. a nightmare. Right. Right. So you're like the dressings. Right. The dressings. So you're like, oh, I'm eating a chicken salad, but the chicken's been cooked in canola and now the salad's got soil in it. What's the design? Not the design visually, but what is Primal Kitchen? It's not a I go grab and go. It's not a takeout. So tell us what that is. Not fine dining, five star, you know, sit down for three hours. Right. So it's somewhere in between fine dining, I guess, and takeout. Um, so we have a cafe section. So about about half the restaurant is devoted to a cafe section, which does have grab-and-go items. It has salads. It has protein bars. It has uh, snacks, paleo snacks, granolas, things like that. And then the rest of it is a, a fast-casual restaurant, um, which is definitely towards the higher end of fast casual. And fast casual meaning you walk up, you order at the point of sale, you go sit down with a number, and we'll bring you your food. Okay, got it. So, so yeah, that's the style of it. And we are definitely going for this, this higher end, faster food market, kind of. Right. Well, also, too, what a great, like, quick gourmet, too. You can just also seemingly, like, go through the line, pay, maybe wait, take it out. Um, you're also going to have a section... With books and products, right? Tell us about that. What's So that's kind of encapsulated in the cafe section or the, the store section. So all that, basically, it'll be different in all of the franchises. All the franchisees will have a, a slightly different layout. We'll try to keep it somewhat similar. But, you know, a portion of that store will be dedicated to selling products and Snacks, basically. And not just primal products, right? So other paleo, Absolutely. whole 30 approved kind of stuff? Absolutely. Anything that fits, uh, you know, fits into that, that we think is healthful and that we think is good for the body and, um, you know, serving you. What about you? What are you looking forward to most on this, uh, on this restaurant? I'm looking forward to supporting our, like, local growers, I mean, we oh. get off the phone with people from the farmer's market and seafood suppliers and butchers in the area, and that's something I'm really interested in. And I thought it was funny. We got an email the other day from a butcher saying, Kyle, why don't you come try some of the cuts of meat? 
I left and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to that one. And Actually, there's another compliment. She, you can't taste test everything, but she can. Well, I, I would like to to taste test everything on the menu. Now, that doesn't mean that I'll have a, an opinion worth giving to anyone. Or that you'll swallow it. Yeah. Maybe you chew and spit right, on a few. Right, right, right. So... I'll make sure uh, when people ask for recommendations that I have some recommendations to give out on the meat side. I'll, I will definitely have uh, recommendations to give out on the veggie side. I like that you're open to just trying it anyway yeah. to help it, even though you're not, you're a vegetarian, because that's awesome. I love your idea about supporting the other growers. You know, one of the things I bet your dad feels great about on being the owner of this company is supporting other people's livelihoods. Right. That's just kind of an extension of having a business and feeling the gratitude and knowing where you're helping there. Right. It's not just all about me. Like usually when an employee buys a house, that's a great day for owner of a company. They're like, oh, my gosh. Right. So you guys are going to also be supporting all of these other businesses, like you said, and the ones that need to thrive more. Right. So you're going to have all pastured animals in terms of the meat. That's the intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not solidified our butcher quite yet. But the intention is to have as organic, humanely raised pasture, you know. Wild fish. As possible. Yeah, Yeah, definitely wild fish. There's a lot of people in the paleo world that are making awesome products as well, whether it's lotions or creams or bars or sunscreens, powders, oils. And aside from the ones that Primal Kitchen Foods has already been connected with, there's an amazing paleo granola company in Culver City. And I'm so excited to be able to carry... What are they called? Love Ola. Ooh, all right. I have not heard of them or seen them in Whole Foods yet. But maybe Amazing. we can start a primal kit. You know, I'm really right. excited to help people like that and to offer those kinds of things that aren't offered at every grocery store and you can't buy at Ralph's and Vaughn's and Pavilions and things like that. Right. Um can I have Primal Kitchen Restaurant FedEx me food? <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm in the middle of nowhere. No, um... Let's talk about some of the dishes and things that we're going to have there. I mean, obviously, Primal Blueprint Publishing, we publish a lot of cookbooks. I'm sure there's going to be a few things from there. Um, but what are some of the highlights? Like, I don't know, Devin, what are some great, a couple of great meat, red meat dishes or things that off the top of your head are like, ah, oh, that's going to be a good one? I really, really like the the Mediterranean shepherd's pie. I think that's something that you don't see on menus very often at all. And what's like Mediterranean about it? I mean, I know what shepherd's pie is, but what makes it like a Mediterranean version of one? It's going to be the spices, the use of Ah. spices that we're going to have in the sauce. But also, you know, you can't go wrong with skirt steak, but the chimichurri that's on the skirt steak made with organic herbs, fresh garlic, good quality oils. A lot of the things that we're going to have as sides or in addition to the meat are really going to be what makes it. Like, like what are some what are some other sides that we can salivate over? The cauliflower rice. There's a parsnip and bone marrow puree, Oof. which is like to die that. for if you can even imagine something like that. There's sautéed vegetables, baked sweet potato fries, and then we'll do seasonal grilled vegetables on the side as well. And I'm sure that's going to be. Basically, what Kyle eats most of the time is that entire veggie. That, that lineup? <laughs> yeah, that lineup. What about, uh, what about some fish dishes? Any unique uh, fish items? I'm a sucker for fish tacos. Oh, so yeah. So with the use of our chipotle lime mayo, I'm sure we'll do chipotle lime fish tacos. Uh, and then there's a just a really great salmon dish, a really great five-spiced salmon rub that's kind of Asian-inspired with 
coconut aminos and you'll have I like that because coconut aminos would be like the um, substitute for anything kind of soy or yeah. tamari yeah. based and I like that and yeah. I didn't really know about that until the past year and I haven't tried it but I've seen it in a lot of the dishes um, are there any strict up straight up vegetarian dishes other than the sides um, I mean obviously you can just get like I'm sure Kyle a salad without the meat but right. would you have some favorites in terms of like the veggie situations uh, well, I'm really excited about the eggplant meatballs because oh. those will be, those are an appetizer and those will be vegetarian. They'll have a creamy pistachio pesto with it, but so there's a couple of those done, options. Nobody's done eggplant meatball before. That no. sounds insane. That's insane. I also some of the, the soups and definitely the salads or even the breakfast items for those that eat eggs, the foraged omelet, the pancakes, the waffles, coconut curry, chicken soup. That sounds amazing, but it's chicken. Right. Right. No, not for Kyle. The the menu is basically like you can, you're very, (laughs) very few menu items for you. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have uh, vegetarian menu items. We have the, uh, the roasted vegetable stew, which I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Um, and then, It'll be fine for breakfast. Definitely fine for breakfast. And look, I live off sides. So I go in <laughs> right. and I will just, I order as many sides as I can. So uh, we have build your own bowls where we ha- where you can do a base. Oh, I like that. So yeah. then you don't have to choose the protein. If exactly. You want to. Okay, exactly. I like that. So you can do a base, you know, cauliflower rice, roasted yams. Uh, massage kale, mixed greens. And I then, really like the build your own bowls thing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's going to be a winner for that's going to be like a daily thing for a lot of people because I do that even at Air One or some right. other grocery stores. You go to the yeah. deli and you get their little, you know, pay 15 bucks, you get a fish thing or whatever. That's going to be a great quick one Definitely. too. Yeah. People love the customizable aspect and all kinds of good organic toppings you could throw on there. And then we got the best dressings in the game. <laughs> that's so. true. And if anyone out there has not tried our ranch and Caesar, Oh my God! Get on it. Yes, either. Yeah, and Caesar. and get on it with like a bacon wedge salad somewhere. In there. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, let's let's wrap it up a little bit, but I want to hear like what's the size of this restaurant? So uh, right now we have twenty about twenty one hundred square feet. Okay. I don't know if you can picture that visually, but it's on the smaller side. Most of the the Primal Kitchen restaurants will be closer to 3,000 square feet. Okay. Um, so for this one in Culver City, it's prime location, downtown. Um, so we focused on doing a, a bigger kitchen because we want to be able to do a lot of catering. And we well, would so love to be... you guys will cater. Yeah. And delivery. Yeah. So we would wow. love to be... Initially, we won't be doing in-house delivery. Uh, we will be, like, outsourcing it to, you know, Grubhub and sure. the delivery services. But we would like to definitely cater to a lot of the uh, larger office buildings and and just make it easy for people who don't have a lot of time on their lunch break to get a good well most people ordering crap no matter where you go they're like let's all go to the chinese place down the street and they're getting loaded up with a bunch of msg (laughs) who knows what else yeah so we're gonna open the summer where can we like learn about all of the things upcoming or where primal kitchen might open up in our city you're on social media under Primal Kitchen Restaurants, right? Yeah. So our uh, Instagram page is Primal Kitchen Culver City One, and that's specific to our uh, to the Culver City location. That's your your place, okay? Yeah, and then uh, in general, Primal Kitchen Restaurants 
is has information about all the franchises and uh, all those stuff that's opening around you. And, you know, you, you could probably even comment on there and, and let them know you're hoping for uh, yeah, one hey. to open up in your city. And, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, they'll be popping up everywhere. Oh, that'd be great. And we just, and then like escalated to like a drive through a primal drive through in every corner. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, uh, primalkitchenrestaurants.com, if anyone's interested in buying a franchise and opening up one in your own city. What about you, Devin? You're going to come on the show again. We're going to just touch on it just briefly right now. But you have a new book coming out. It's it's going to be for pre-order this month called Kitchen Intuition. And I know it's mostly a cookbook, but uh, tell us a little bit about the launch of that and what we can see. We're going to see some announcements on Mark's Daily Apple probably in the next few weeks, yeah? Well, I just received the actual hard copy of the book yesterday, and I just about cried when I saw it. It's mm. been a really, really long journey for me, a couple of years that this started. And it's interesting how it's paralleled the process of the restaurant and the creation of the menu and the design and things like that. But I'm I'm trying to get people to eat cleaner and healthier in their own kitchen uh, and to get to know their bodies, to not eat out as often, but when you do eat out to eat certain things and we're going to sell the book in the restaurant. So it definitely, they go hand in hand. Um, but I'm just really excited to share my own journey with food and family and connection and getting comfortable in the kitchen with everybody. I love it. We're going to be looking forward to that. And we'll definitely have you just back on the podcast talking about it. Anything else you guys want to leave our audience with before we sign off? I don't know how I feel about Primal Kitchen drive through because <laughs> okay. let's get out of our cars. Let's move it. our body for a it. second. You're right. You're right. Let's move around. Um, I'm but I feel kidding. like if we could replace all the crappy drive throughs it could be right. a benefit. Right. But I, I hear you. I like the idea that you're talking about. It's just the grab and go and the quick, quick. It's like, sit down, look at the food. Don't just have it in the car, in the right. console. <laughs> but it would be nice for the world to have, you know, Definitely. obviously cleaner options. But I hear you. Slow it down, huh? And I also just want to make sure to touch on the fact that we're going to do beer and wine at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. I'm sure people would be wondering about that. Gluten-free beer and, you know, as paleo as wine can get. You know, I'm not a beer fan, but I've tried almost every one of your dad's gluten-free beers that he's tried and Mm -hmm. tested over the years. And I got to say, they're good. Like, I've taken some sips and been like, you know what? If I were a beer drinker, I'd like this. Like, I don't know. Do you guys drink it at all? You're not really beer drinkers. I'm not I'm not a beer drinker, but I think most people in this community aren't extremely heavy drinkers to begin with, but it's really True. nice to have, a, you know, a glass of wine with your meal, a cool beer with beer. your dinner, things like that. And then, you know, we'll have kombucha on tap. Oh, that's going to be my thing. For those who don't drink, you know, beer and wine, and then juice, you know, fresh made juices, smoothies, coffee, tea lattes, it'll all be available for sit down and for grab and go. That's great. So you do, you'll do fresh pressed juices and green smoothies or whatever. Okay. That's great. That's another thing. People can just stop in, get a coffee smoothie and go. That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. We're so happy to do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Primalkitchenrestaurants.com or Primal Kitchen Culver City One for Kyle and Devin Sisson's uh, tag and handle on social media. You're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, or are you just doing Instagram? Yeah, so we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and on Facebook it's uh, at Primal Kitchen Culver City and Twitter. Twitter, I believe uh, the Primal Kitchen Restaurants has a corporate account. You're not doing anything personally what's posting Twitter? up there. <laughs> yeah, what's Twitter? We're 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 too sexy for Twitter at this point.
We will make sure to put all of these links in the show notes so that people want to get and get on social media, follow them. And if you're in Los Angeles, please come and check out the new Primal Kitchen restaurant in Culver City. This summer, we'll get more specifics and we'll be posting that on Mark's Daily Apple. Have a good day, everyone. Hi, folks. Mark Sisson here. And I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching, but have been held back by worries, such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.